I'm good. I just had a delicious dinner. Mm. I bet uh, some real smooth motherfucker made you that dinner, too. Yes, a nice, nice man made me that dinner. I bet he was super handsome. His name was Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I don't like that. No, no, his <laughs> name was Dave Drakowski. That's my name. <laughs> you <sighs> made me fish. A fish. And broccoli. Mm-hmm. And... Bread with butter. I made bread you with made butter. You made bread with butter. Pretty complicated. And by that, I mean you took it out of the loaf, out of the bag. Wow, I lost the word for bag for a second there. It was a long day. I see. Yeah. <sighs> well. But you made us a nice dinner, and we got to eat it together, and mm-hmm. I really like that. We had some din-dins. We did have some din-dins. I was pretty hungry for din-dins, to be honest. Well, I got home a little late. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. That. We got our din-dins We got our din-dins anyway Oh, how are all of you fine folks? Oh, hello Did you there. have a good din-din? <laughs> <laughs> how was your din-din? How was your din-din? Did you like your din-din? Do you have to go poopy? You gotta go outside go poopy? You <laughs> gotta go outside go poopy Did you like your din-din? <laughs> I'm, so gl- I'm so glad we don't typically talk to our audience as if they are children or dogs. Or dogs. Yes. <laughs> audience in quotes. All four of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, let's talk about what happened this week, if anything. Not too much, but the things that did happen were pretty rad. Like our friend Corey is back in town from Japan. For like all of a week. Just a week. We're going to see her tomorrow also. Yeah. But we got to go to karaoke. And yeah. see her Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, who's also friends with her, came. And my sister-in-law. All kinds of people. Some yeah. people I don't ever get to see, but I fucking love hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, who might listen to the podcast, because she mentioned she wanted to. So, Sweet. shout out to her if she does. I have so much fun every time I see her. And we now have each other's numbers. And we have texted. And we have... Nebulous plans to one day do something together. So, yes, I do want to make that happen. But that was fun seeing mm-hmm. like some of our normal friends mixed in with like the friends we don't get to see as much and yeah. a bunch of different groups colliding. And it was really good. Yeah, I agree. It was a really good time. Um, and then Saturday we went to Kamathy's house. That's right. Was that Saturday? Yes, I guess it was, wasn't it? Yes. This yes. Friday was karaoke with Corey. They were really, really nice about my weird joke that his name is Camothy. <laughs> yes, I was. I was waiting. You have for accepted some, it. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to be like, you know, it's not funny. You're making fun of something, and I, and I would have to be like, I'm not making fun. I just thought that that was silly. Like, like the the origin of the joke is that his name is Camden, right. and everyone calls him Cam. And for it's, a moment, I couldn't remember. I knew it wasn't Cameron. But I knew it was short for something. Right. So I was telling you about this, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, shit, I can't think of what it is right now. <laughs> and without a second's hesitation, you went, Camothy. Naturally. And so now his name is Camothy to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that he had to be renamed, but it happened. I'm really glad that they didn't take that as like some kind of mean no, joke. No, no, it really, no. It, it was just a silly thing. No, there are good people head. who understand silly. Yeah. 
Well, you never know until you meet people. True. So they were super cool. Hanging out at their place was super cool. Their other friends are super cool. Yeah. And his brother. And yeah, I had a really good time with them. And a great amount of guacamole was eaten by all. Yes. I had to convince people to eat it. Yeah. There, especially someone was like, well, I'm really picky about guacamole. I don't want to hurt your feelings if I don't like it. I'm like, just eat it. I'm not yeah. going to have my feelings hurt. You're allowed to say, I don't like this. Yeah, there's no crying over <laughs> spilled guacamole, you know? Um, especially when it's spilled inside of someone's head. Yes. Right? And um, down their gullet. Right. But she did like it. Yeah. Unless she was lying to spare my feelings. But she may have been. She may have you been. You can never know. You can, you can never know for sure. And in that case... Thank you, because I wouldn't have been able to handle it if he didn't like it. One of my one of my favorite things that they do is they like. Uh, apparently, this happens quite a bit over there, but like they have this live stream of this bar in New Orleans. Oh yeah, um, it's like one of these world cam oh, um, kind of streams, baby. Nolans, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Nolans. Anyway, uh, I can't remember the name of the bar. I never knew it. I, I'm <clears> sure like he said a it, but I didn't hear cat- it. Something. I'm sure if we looked up like karaoke bar right. Nolans, it'd come up. <clears throat> right. How do you spell Nolans into Google? <laughs> do you New still, Orleans. Do you still write New Orleans, but yes. in your head you go Nolans. Yes. Weird. Um, I'm sure if you looked it up, it would be very obvious. It, apparently, it's a very famous place. I think all they do is karaoke. Yeah. And alcohol. Like it's it's like an all the time. It's not like a one night of the week. It's like a all the time huge yeah. karaoke bar. It's kind of like the dueling piano bars. Like how that is their thing and that's their shtick and they like do it every day of the week. Right. That's what this place is with karaoke. And this 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 was just like on all night. The stream yeah. was on the whole. Apparently time we were there, there are two streams. I think there's one in California and then there's the one in Nolens. Okay. But. I don't know if it's the same bar or two different bars that do it, but he watches this all the time. Jason watches this all the time. Yeah. And he just always has it on in the background. I kind of like but it's, it. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff. This, every karaoke bar has like certain <laughs> things that will probably happen at it. Like the like the dude that is singing at women that are trying to ignore him. That's a thing. And like he doesn't know. He can't tell that they're all trying to ignore him. Or let me like the guy who like gets really into it mm-hmm. and he's good but his enthusiasm is off-putting somehow. yes i was like it's just annoying <laughs> right like the fact that he tries so hard is somehow in itself off-putting so i don't know if you were there for it this night but mm-hmm. when we went to karaoke once um there's this group that came in like part of the way through the night younger than us okay I mean, they were young people and Every one of them got up and sang one song, and they were all fucking fantastic. Like, very, very, very good. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are fucking musical theater people. You yeah, know, right. like, you what, they're the like trained music musicians. Yeah. Like, you're really good. But they came and they sang one song each, and then they fucking left. Well, why wouldn't they? But I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> no, why? you that's... have to sit through people's shitty songs. That no, is don't. the camaraderie of karaoke. They are better than us. I didn't appreciate the ringers coming to my karaoke. <laughs> goddamn it! I, I, you know what? If they're that good, I wouldn't expect them to stay. Nah, I do. There are rules. <laughs> 
There's just way things are done. But you you come like, in and you're there for the long haul. You gotta fist bump people who fucking failed. Yeah. And it's the fun of it. Is it? You take the fun out of it when you're fucking 100% perfect and you're not there for the rest of the night or at least part of the night. I'll say this. If they show up, they should stay, I guess. Because you showed at up. At least for a couple songs. Right. Don't just show up. Wait until you finish your stuff and you know you were fucking fantastic and then I'll leave Yeah. as soon as the last one's done. I'm like, what's the fun in that? Like, it's yeah. half that you get to sing and half that you get to watch your friends and other people sing, oh sometimes God. well and sometimes badly. I have seen so many delightful performances at karaoke. Yes. Of just especially when it's not going well. Yeah. Definitely when it's not going well. My brother, Gary, <laughs> you look paused weirdly. I'm, I know. I'm trying to figure out whether I should tell stories or not, but I think I'm just going <laughs> to skip them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're welcome to. Yeah. My brother, Gary, used to run a karaoke night at a dive bar in Youngstown. Yeah. And the premise of it, it was called Crappyoke. Yeah. And if two people... It was over at... Uh, Nyabingi. The, the Nyabingi. If two people chose the same song, they had a crap off, <laughs> which is to say they both did the song... One after the other, yeah. and whoever did it worst won, basically. <laughs> so yeah, that's nice. It's like the gong, okay. it's like the Gong Show or something. It's like yeah. a celebration of failure. Yeah, <laughs> I like it was that. weird. I only got to go a couple times because I I was only like eighteen or nineteen at the time he was doing that, and then the bar closed, and then it burned down. Yeah, right. Or it burned down and then it closed. Something like that. Hmm. <laughs> So, moving on. <laughs> Do we have um, anything else? It's been you're a really... building a computer. I am building a computer, and I can't wait. I talked about this a little bit on the Dude Cast last night. In fact, it ended up being the main topic of the episode was you tell me games to play. Because I am building a beefy rig, which I am super excited about. <laughs> beefy McLarge Huge. Yeah, well, yeah. It's going to be Beef McLarge Huge. <laughs> it's going to be super chunk. I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that Facebook group I'm in. This cat is chonky. Chonky. And you're you're not allowed to judge the chunks. <clears throat> no, don't judge you're just the chunks. You're there to admire the chunks. You're just there to be like, that sure is chonk. That cat is maximum over chunk. I'm building a rig that shall be chonk. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm super it. excited about it. If, okay, if you're listening to this and you know what these things are, it's going to have a, an RTX 2060 in it, which is a pretty fairly... It's like the lowest of the very high-end NVIDIA graphics cards, which puts it in like the top 12 in the world or something like that, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, it's going to have a motherboard to uh, to uh, uh, carry the Ryzen 5 3600, which is a pretty decent... I mean, it's like a... Ryzen 5 3600, got it. It's a Ry- Ryzen 5 3600, which is like a... It's like the middle range of the high-end, like... Uh, CPU is like sitting high end raisins. Got it. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and if you don't know what those things are, it's okay because I don't either. Right. It's gonna have it's gonna have a lot of things that I'm very excited about, and I'm picking all the parts up on Friday. And I'm going to help you build it. That's gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna let you do everything. You know. I have wanted. It's on my list. I've wanted to build a computer. Right. The only thing is like. I'm really more of a laptop person, which you can't really build mm-hmm. um, in any meaningful way. So 
I was like, well, I can build a computer, but I don't know if I'll really use it. But I do want the experience of building one. So Building one is super fun. I'm looking forward to helping you build this. I will walk you through all of it. It's going to be super cool. Yeah. And so basically, I think Friday we're going to stay in and do that. Yeah. More or less. Um, I'm very excited about this. I haven't done this in a long time. The last time I set up a PC was with Ben, when Ben set up his PC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and that was super fun and also like harrowing. Like we forgot something, something very small and the machine wouldn't like boot to post or whatever. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't turn on essentially. Oh. And we were shitting it. Like, like, like what did I we do? Know. Like we basically almost like raged out on it. Uh, I can't remember what we did wrong. It was something very simple. Um, maybe not like we hadn't fully inserted some component or something like that. I don't remember. But anyway. That is what I'm going to be doing with you Friday night, and I cannot wait. It's going to be so cool. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of want to hook it up to the big old TV in the living room mm-hmm. and just, like, run 4K games and just... <laughs> be sweet. Yeah. Very excited about that. Now, one more note before we move on. Okay. And we should. Okay. But I mentioned it to you, and I just want to mention it to the world. <laughs> okay. Our friend group for years when we watched Game of Thrones during the opening credits would sing the song, except instead of just humming along to it. Did you say Game of Thrones already? Yes. Yes. We would sing the name Peter Dinklage. As in. So, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. yeah, right. Over and over, even the <laughs> harmonies and the high notes that come in and the swells and the. We have video. Yeah. It's great. I've been proud of this because we've been doing this for like at least three years. At least. I thought we were just fucking lunatics and we're weird and we're like the only ones who do this weird thing because who else would do that? Well, we are. We are weird. But it's like. We still are weird. Right. Yes, we are. (laughs) But like it seems like such a niche thing that like we just started doing on a lark and like we just kept doing. Yeah. Because everyone thought it was funny and we were into it. Which it is objectively. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but I had no idea yeah. that anyone else in the world who is not directly tied to our friend group did this until today. When I, I was listening, I will make you listen to it. I was listening to the Oh No Ross and Carrie podcast, one of their latest episodes. It's a live episode in Austin, and they're talking about something. And Ross Blotcher brings up the fact that he and his son sing the Game of Thrones theme song with the name Peter Dinklage. And he goes, <sighs> Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. I'm going to make you listen to it. I still have a hard time believing this, even, either, even knowing that it is true. Either it's real or I had a psychotic break on my way to work <laughs> and I made it up. But we're going to find out. No, I know it's real. I lost my shit in the car. I can't believe it. I was so excited. I was like, what the fuck? No one. How does someone else do that? I'm a little bit. I'm almost like I feel like someone stepped on my turf. No. I'm not sure I'm cool with this. I don't feel that way. I do. I feel like a bond. Like kindred spirits. No. I feel defensive. Um, (laughs) But I mean, it makes sense. Peter Dinklage is the right. It's the right syllables and it's got good, you know, consonants. and. Sure. But like also... Why would anyone else aside from us make this show entirely about this one man? Oh, I take it back. He is fantastic. He is the show. He's that good. God damn it. He's so good. (laughs) Ah, Dinklage, he's so good. 
God damn it. So I just I just wanted to share that with wow. the world. I'm a little bit miffed. Nah, I'm not miffed. Yeah. I just feel bad when someone takes what I perceive to be our thing. They didn't take anything. No, no one did. <laughs> it just feels that way. Baby, we have plenty of other weird inside <laughs> jokes that no one else would get or I understand know. or duplicate. I know. But that one felt really special. Our group has become very insular and weird, and mm -hmm. it just keeps becoming more so. Yeah. But you know what? None of that matters anymore. Yeah, fuck it. Set it aside. We're not friends with any of them anymore <laughs> as of this moment. No, it doesn't matter. No, I mean that whole, you know what I mean. That oh. doesn't matter anymore. Oh, okay. I take because it. instead of talking about that, I think it's time we play a game. A game? A brand spanking new game I devised just a seconds ago. It's called Truths and Fnews. Truths and Fnews. You know, that actually sounds familiar. Does it? Yeah. It's not. But you say it's new? I just invented it just now. Oh, and I believe you. Yeah. Truths you know, it's kind of a dumb name, though. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Truths and Fnews. <clears throat> Truths and Fnews is a game, a brand new game. It is cunning edge. It is It, it is uh, a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me how to play it. <clears throat> Truths and news, that game, that news game, the game I just invented right now is a classic game, a classic game that just started. So it's an <laughs> instant classic. A future classic. An instant classic in which I present to you three stories. Two of these stories are false stories. One of these stories is a true story. You have to determine from those stories which of those stories is a true story, the truth or the false story, the news. Oh, well, I get it. Well, great. From that description, <laughs> Totally. That felt like the fastest That's I've ever That's the said fastest that. you've ever done it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, All right, I am ready. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Story number one. <clears throat> the meteor... Blah, 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 the me <laughs> now I can't even just read normal words. Okay. <laughs> you can only go at that high speed. <laughs> yes. The meteor... Me meteor oh, my God. <laughs> Baby. Meteorologist Society of North America. Blah has officially advised members and their stations. Ah, yes, Misna. <laughs> Continue. Yes, I will. The Meteorologists Society of North America has officially advised members and their stations against putting smiley faces on the sunny day symbol, finding that it demeans the profession. Sunny day symbol? Yeah, like when it's going to be a sunny day, and then there's a smile on the sun. Okay. Yeah. It demeans the profession. Okay. Number two, McDonald's's new paper straws, <laughs> which have arrived to phase out environmentally unfriendly plastic straws, are actually not recyclable, and McDonald's recommends you just throw them away. <laughs> Number three, a Lithuanian atheist who managed to acquire a retired Pope mobile was arrested for driving around town with a megaphone shouting that there is no God. Jeez. Oh, I want a recap. And a recap you shall have. All right. Number one, the Meteorologist Society of North America has officially advised members <clears throat> and their stations against putting smiley faces on the sunny day symbol, finding that it demeans the profession. Number two, McDonald's's new paper straws, which have arrived to basically phase out environmentally unfriendly plastic <clears throat> straws, are actually not recyclable, and McDonald's recommends that you just throw them away. All right. Number three, 
A Lithuanian atheist who managed to acquire a retired Pope mobile was arrested for driving around town with a megaphone shouting that there is no God. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm sorry. Dead air, dead air, dead air. <laughs> I'm trying to write my dead air stuff. Uh, mm. Dead air. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Meteor- okay. Meteorologists. Mete- okay. Meteorologists. Meteorologists. I got it for. I got I it. I got it. Why can't I say that? Me- meteorolo- Meteorologists. <laughs> Meteorologists. Meteorologists. Thanks. You got it. That helps. Misna are stick in the mud curmudgeons. <laughs> That's mis- my first one. Stick in the mud curmudgeons? Yes. Wow. That's yes. A, that's a good one. Don't put a smiley face on this young table. It's demeaning. It lowers all yeah, of I'll them. I'll demean them. <laughs> I think I did. I think, I, I, I think I called them did. stick in the mud curmudgeons. <laughs> you definitely demeaned them. Uh, they oh. deserved it. <laughs> okay. Um, his second headline, McDonald's. Fucking it all up once again. Mm, it's never Third, good. Third, on the go. Popathist? Because he's an atheist in a Pope mobile. But that makes it sound like he's like just like a, he believes only in the Pope. <laughs> uh, I stand by it. You do you? Yeah, I came up with it in five seconds yeah. while I was saying dead air, dead air, dead air. Right, so we'll, we'll litigate this some <laughs> other time. But okay. Uh, then we'll table it until our anniversary when we're sure. doing the rest of the litigation with the lawyers and all that. Yes, right. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's number one. You don't um, think it's number one? No. Okay. I I feel like the McDonald's one could be true. I also feel like the last one could be true. What is he going around saying again? That there is no God. Oh, God, I want that to be true. <laughs> in, in a Pope-mobile. Yeah, like, I really want that to be true. A bulletproof But I've been Pope-mobile. burned by you before. Mm. Hold on. Waskily wabbit that I am. Um, You know, I'm going to say that the last one is the true one. Okay. The guy in the Pope-mobile saying that there is no God. There's just like some great poetic justice, and it seems like something someone might do. I think if, if uh, like, as an atheist, I would love to get my hands on one of those Pope-mobiles. Right. Especially if it just turned up weirdly on, like, Lithuanian eBay. Yeah. Like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not the true story. Isn't the McDonald's one? Yeah. Is the McDonald's one? <sighs> Both were likely. Yes. The McDonald's one was very likely. That it's, was the McDonald's one is like boring dystopia mm-hmm. stuff. Have you ever heard of boring dystopia? Mm-mm. Like, there's a subreddit dedicated to this, which is just like the the dystopian future that isn't even interesting in how bad it is, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is a perfect example of like like the largest distributor of plastic straws in the world. Can't nail the recyclable thing, so it's still garbage. <laughs> yeah, that, that's boring dystopia. Yeah, a number one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But yeah, that's the truth. Uh, there's a reason it for up. it. There's Once a reason for again. it too. The the thing is, the paper is too thick, and because of that, uh-huh. it makes it very hard for them to actually break it down and do the recycling process. On but it. to do it too much thinner, you can't really use it. 
Probably, but the thing is, there are existing paper straws that are fully recyclable. That the like other people figure this out. True. What happened ultimately, I think, is that McDonald's found those straws to be too cheap feeling for them, or something like that. They they didn't like the the consistent the consistency of like an actually recyclable straw, so they mm-hmm. they made something a little bit more ro- robust that actually doesn't serve its initial purpose, <laughs> which makes so much sense. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's a true story. <laughs> you know, they started making the paper straws with plastic. Yeah, and then couldn't recycle them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <sighs> I think it's time for a little break. Break. I think we'll take a break. Um, and when we get back, we will do the main segment for this episode, mm-hmm. which I already know what it is. I don't usually know what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell them. Don't. My lips are sealed. They've Your al- lips are sealed. They've already read the description. They already know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute with the rest of the episode. So sit tight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna go fucking moron! Fucking moron! It's a little bit by David Cross. You know what? That was so good. I can't, I, I have to show this to everybody at mm-hmm. some point. Man, we hadn't watched that in a while until yeah. we watched it the other day. But it had been years. Were we? Who were we showing that to who hadn't seen it? I forget. It? I feel like it might have been Dan. I feel like it was Dan also. Yeah, you know why I feel like it was Dan is I feel like as I was showing it to them, I was like, this is a person who will appreciate this. Yeah. And Dan feels That's like the dude who the will definitely appreciate too. that. Yeah. Anyway, we are back. It is main segment time on it this is. show. Yeah. How you wanna how you wanna do this? I know how I wanna do this. All right. It's all up to you here. You know, baby. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. It seems people can't agree about anything. Oh, my God. You're so wrong. (laughs) People can't agree about anything, baby, (laughs) except for this one thing. Okay. Fruitcake is the goddamn worst. (laughs) Yeah, this is is a thing that's like, it's not even questioned. It's just like... It's a well-accepted joke. Yeah. Everyone bashes fruitcake. It might be more of a thing from when we were younger. I'm not sure. There's a more of like a 90s feel Part to of the origin of this. Sure. Johnny Carson. Oh. He famously joked, the worst gift is fruitcake. There's only one fruitcake in the entire world and people keep sending it to each other. <laughs> That's a great which, joke. <laughs> which is a joke I've heard, but I didn't know it specifically came from him. That's I've a just great heard joke. it repeated. It's just, it's bouncing around everywhere. It's the yeah. same fruitcake. And the thing is, and we'll get into this later, but... I mean, there's truth to the fact that fruitcake can last a very long time because yeah. of what it's made out of and how it's made. So, yeah. possibly not wrong. Yeah. 
So what is fruitcake anyway? Ooh. So the topic is fruitcake, guys. Yeah, we're talking about fruitcake, <laughs> which, by the way, incredibly interesting topic. How did you arrive at this? I forget. I think someone suggested part of this topic. Okay. Or I came across it and was like, that's weird. Okay. And when I looked into that specific thing, there it was interesting, but there wasn't enough to just talk about that. So I decided mm-hmm. to delve into the history of fruitcake, which this is, is brilliant. surprisingly interesting. <laughs> I would have never and arrived at this. No one dies. Uh, oh, great. And no one dies. Ever, no one ever dies. No dolphins drown themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. So <laughs> let's dive in. Um, okay. So fruitcake is a cake traditionally made with candied or dried fruits, nuts, spices, and it's sometimes soaked in spirits, often rum, sherry, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it can be iced or it might not be iced. Now, they're well-preserved due to large amounts of sugar and sometimes alcohol. Okay. So that's why this whole, like, it never goes bad, it's around forever thing, because... It doesn't like because it really lasts of what it's made of. And that was the reason that it it became popular because it has been around for such a long time because with the ingredients they had, you could preserve it and yeah. they didn't have refrigeration. So you right. didn't have to keep it cold to preserve it. Do you have a rough um, timeline on when it started? Getting into that. Cool. The origins and history section is now. Oh, wow. So I asked at just the right time. You did. Great segue. Um, in ancient Rome, uh, the recipe is from, it says 2,000 years ago. I'm sorry. Ancient fucking Rome? Ancient Rome. <laughs> so, I beg your pardon? Yeah. This has been around forever. It is fascinating. Unbelievable. So they used pomegranate seeds, pine nuts, raisins, and a cake made of barley mash. This is fruitcake spelled F-R-V-I-T. C-A-K-E-C-A-K-E, right? Yes. Right. And then, let's get to the Middle Ages. Okay. Um, Fruitcakes were very popular. They were made using honey, preserved fruit, and spices. Okay. In the 18th century Europe, fruitcakes were made with butter and sugar, but then it was banned. (laughs) Whoa. Holy shit. It was banned because that's just too tasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's clearly not why it was banned. No, that is why it was banned. I it's too tasty. Pardon? It's too rich. You cannot just be making things with butter and sugar. Wait, like it was too decadent? Like it was actually too yes. pleasurable? And also these might be like resources that are, are more limited that might play part of it. But, okay. at, you know, 18th in America, Europe? we're kind of spoiled. Yeah. In America, we're kind of spoiled because... You know, in a best case scenario, religion is not tied to our government, but mm-hmm. it, throughout history, a lot of conflicts, a lot of governance, it was all very strongly yeah. tied to religion. And that's kind of what happened with the fruitcake is people were like, no, no, you're enjoying this too much. You need to suffer. Well, it feels kind of Puritan to me. Like, it feels like that's well, actually an idea that's <clears throat> really welcome in like early America, like really early America. Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of that way. So Just constantly denying pleasure, even yes. if that pleasure is a cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the 19th century, it became a popular wedding cake. Um, there are variations all over the world. I want to specifically talk about 
the German variation or a couple of the German variations because it's a very rich history and it's very interesting and gets into this whole religion part of it. Okay. So in Germany, their traditional fruitcake is called Stollen, S-T-O-L-L-E-N. That sounds familiar. I think I've seen a Stollen at uh, Aldi around the holidays, maybe? Yeah, you probably did. So it's made of nuts, spices, dried and candied fruits, and it's coated with powdered sugar or sometimes icing. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of these are pretty, they follow that script, you know? Um, It's kind of a traditional German bread, popular around Christmas time specifically. Originally, it was made of flour, oats, and water. It was tasteless and hard. They They weren't allowed to use butter, only oil, because it was often made during Advent time, Mm -hmm. which is a time of fasting. Right. Um, Oil was hard to get, especially in in Saxony, where this was, like, popular. Yeah. Um, And they had to make it from, like, turnips themselves. Like, they, they didn't have other ways to get it. They had to make oil from turnips. Okay. And so the Prince Elector Ernst and his brother, the Duke of Albrecht, wrote to the Pope in Rome petitioning them, like, can we please use butter? It's easier for us to get. Mm -hmm. It makes for (laughs) more edible bread, and we just can't keep up with it with the oil. Like, we have to make it out of turnips. It's not working. We're in Germany. They're begging the Pope about this, did you say? Yes, they write to the Pope, (laughs) and they ask him if they can use butter instead of using oil. Dear Pope. Dear Pope. Uh, no more turnip oil, please. Thank you. <laughs> turnip oil. So in 1450, Pope Nicholas V denied their first appeal. <laughs> uh, five popes died before finally in 1490, which doesn't seem that long. A lot of popes dying all over the place. Um, <laughs> in 1490, Pope Innocent the Eighth. Okay. Um, he sent a letter. Which is now known as the Butter Letter. <laughs> this story's so great. This is insane. Uh, to the prince, Prince Ernst, and he granted the use of butter without having to pay a fine, but only for the prince elector and his family. Now, others could use butter if they annually paid one twentieth of a gold golden, which G U L D E N, to support the building of uh, the Feebergminster. It's Freeburg Minster. It's something they were trying to build at the time. Okay. Um, so That's the mean. ban on butter was removed when, then when Saxony became Protestant because okay. this is a Catholic thing, and they're like, "Well, we're not Catholic anymore. Fuck it." <laughs> That's they're, so. They're. Me- I feel like the popes are just mean. Well, the the popes were basically like, they're a governing body. Yeah. At this point. Right. So they're like. Okay, well, fine. You can use it, but you're going to have to pay for it, and that money's going to go towards, like, building something. I just feel it's, it's, you know? it's a little bit jerky to be like, yeah, you well, can yeah, use but, butter, but only if you help me build my... But it's Catholicism. I know. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know, how closely did they monitor this? Can you just steal it? Can you get away with it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, where's the butter police? <laughs> Butter police. There's got to be a good name for that. Arrest this man. The the cream cops. (laughs) The dairy deputies. Oh, that's nice. Uh, The... No. (laughs) How many words for butter are there? All right. So, the Sherbert sheriffs. The milk fat bobbies. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's my new band name. All right. The Milk Fat <laughs> Bobbies. We're a doo-wop group. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to write that down. Milk Fat Bobbies. Uh, anyway. Doo-wop. All right. Got it. <laughs> got it. Filing got that it. away with all the other no important notes. No one steal that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Stolen <laughs> eventually became sweeter with richer ingredients, including things like marzipan. Um, traditional Christmas food. It's a traditional Christmas fruit in Britain. It's often commercially made. Supermarkets sell their own versions of it. Right. Um, Aldi is a German company. Right. So that makes sense that they would have it. Yeah. Uh, it's often baked by home bakers. In the 16th century, sugar from American colonies, um, there were high, you could use high concentrations and that could preserve the fruit. So then, there was an excess of candied fruit. So that's why candied fruits became incorporated into versions of fruitcakes. Yeah. And they became more affordable and popular because they were easier to preserve. Okay. So everywhere has their own kind of version of a fruitcake. Like everywhere. Yeah. It's so, so popular. It kind of makes sense. I have like basically a two-page list of all <laughs> of the different fruitcakes from different places. And they're mostly very similar um, I'll I'll try to do, just do, touch do they, on a couple. Do they very often include booze? I feel like booze is the thing that must vary it, a lot. It seems like one of those things. Most places are like they sometimes do, they sometimes don't. Okay, but uh, there are a couple that are like very strongly like nads about the booze. Yeah, you got to put the booze in the cake. <clears throat> um, so I'll go. I'll go through some. Do you want to hear all of them, or do you just want some? I There's a bunch. I want to hear. Whatever you think is interesting and worth telling me. All right. I'll rattle through some of them and I'll slow down for the ones that are more interesting. Okay. Australia has one. Um, they eat it year round. It's basic, no icing, no condiments. Okay. You can get it in retail establishments. Okay. The Bahamas, theirs is made with rum. Mm-hmm. Um, Would be. Yeah, I get it. it. It's just like your standard, the standard cake and ingredients with rum. Bulgaria, theirs is called Kex, K-E-K-S. It's homemade. It's made year-round using flour, butter, cooking oil, milk, yeast, yogurt, eggs, oh. cocoa, walnuts, raisins, made in a bunt pan. And then they have an Easter version specifically they call Kozanak. Oh, so the regular fruitcake is like not even specifically a Christmas thing, but they do have an Easter fruitcake that's special. The, there's, it's probably more popular around Christmas, but it's kind of a year-round thing. But the Kozanak is specifically Easter. Kozanak? K-O-Z-U-N-A-K. Okay. Um, Chile has one. It's called Panda Pasqua. I think otherwise it's pretty standard. It's I didn't write anything else down. Canada has one. Theirs is similar to the UK. It's popular around Christmas. There's, they don't use al- alcohol or icing. Mm-hmm. Um, they might, like, people who make them homemade might use alcohol, but they're pretty, like, the retail version, you know. Okay. There's no decorations on it. It's shaped like a small loaf of bread. It's dark, moist, and rich. Okay. In France, they have the gâteau aux fruits. Ah. And often they just, they just call it cake. It's just, when you refer to cake in France, that's what they mean. Is this fruitcake. In India, theirs is popular around Christmas time. It's very dense. They use the dry fruits and spices and nuts. And theirs is also common throughout the year. Okay. Um, Ireland, they have barmbrack. Barmbrack. Which is actually popular around Halloween. 
What? Yeah. Um, and it contains small objects, like a ring or a small coin. Oh, what kind would... of like king cake. Yeah, I was gonna say like the like we did that. Uh, the uh, yeah, the, that's did... for um, Fat Tuesday. Was it? Yes. It's a French thing, though. It's it like yeah, it's popular in Nolens. In Nolens. Yeah, Nolens. Okay. So um, each of these little treasures signifies a different fortune to the person who finds it. Also, hopefully you find it. You don't just fucking eat it in this dense cake. <laughs> Seems dangerous, well, but like, all right. Hopefully you chew your food is what you're saying. Yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so Italy, they have panfort or panforte, P-A-N-I-F-O-R-T-E. My writing got out of hand. Um, <laughs> it's Tuscan. Okay. Uh, from 13th century Siena, uh, it's flavored with spices, baked in a shallow form. It's called strong bread. Strong bread. Yes, because of the very strong spices in it. I like that name. Yeah, I do too. So Genoa has a version called pendolce. It's a sweet bread. It's more dense, but also crumbly. And then there's panettone or panettone. It's um, Milanese. And it's popular on Christmas time, and it's actually similar to Barmbrack, the Irish one. Okay. Then we go to New Zealand. Everyone has these. I Isn't cannot it so believe weird? how many places have this. So, like a unique one. Yes. So in New Zealand, there's this commercially available. It's often referred to as <clears throat> tennis cake, which is lighter colored fruit cake that's sold year round. And most wedding cakes in New Zealand are fruit cakes. Uh, they do have another version popular around Christmas time, which is a darker, f- richer fruit cake. Okay. In the Philippines, this one's interesting. They have crema de fruta, <laughs> popular around Christmas time. <laughs> I like hearing you read these. <laughs> crema de fruta. <laughs> Hire me. Um, <laughs> I'm so good at accents. Mm-hmm. So it's sponge cake. And they use sweet custard and or and or whipped cream, okay. gelatin, and preserved fruits. So theirs is a little bit different than yeah, the rest of them. Yeah, it is a little them. different. Poland has one. Theirs is also called Kex, K-E-K-S. Popular around Christmas. It's a loaf-shaped sponge cake with nuts, raisins, figs, and candied fruits. Okay. Portugal has Bolorel, uh, which is like a, it's French. And it's popular on Christmas, and it includes a fava bean. A fava bean. A fava bean a in the cake. A singular fava bean. Whoever finds it pays for the cake next year. That's the tradition. So it's kind of similar to like, I kinda like the, that. the little treasures in it, but it's also but it's like, edible just in case. And it's also and, like kind of a bad fortune, which I like. Yeah, but it's not like <laughs> too bad of a fortune. Exactly. It's like the kind of thing where you can like, ah. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's kind of a cute tradition. It is. So, Romania, they have Kozanak. It's uh, made for all the major holidays. In Spain, they have Balo de Higo. It's made with figs, almonds, or walnuts, similar to Panforte. Mm-hmm. In Switzerland, they have Bornenbrot. Bornenbrot. It's dense, sweet, made with candied nut or candied fruits and nuts. Okay. In the Anglophone Caribbean... They have black cake, uh, popular around Christmas, made with mixed fruits, rum or wine, and it's very different than North American fruit cake. 
Hmm. Um, more of a UK tradition. Uh, no, that's a different section. <laughs> Never mind. But Anglophone Caribbean is like the English Caribbean. Yeah. Like the England part of the Caribbean. Gotcha. That makes um, sense. Now in the UK, traditional for Christmas, usually a round fruitcake covered in marzipan with white royal icing or fondant. They pipe snow scenes or holly leaves or berries or decorative robins or snowmen on it. Like, they're all out. Okay. Um, they often use this kind of cake for weddings, too. Mm-hmm. In Yorkshire, they serve it with cheese. I'm yeah. sorry? Well, I mean, we ate cheese on apple pie. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about that. And I, don't, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> you might. <laughs> you might have to get past the fruitcake part. Yeah, right. I love the cheese part. <laughs> they also have Dundee cake um, in Dundee. Scotland, specifically decorated with almonds, referred to as fruit cake since around 1700s. Hmm. And in America. Yes, the American fruit cake. Traditionally made of fruit and nuts, they became really popularized, um, and you can get them through mail order as early as 1913. Um, There are two main bakeries that are known for these mail-order fruitcakes. Oh, this is starting to get to it. The Collins Street Bakery in Corsicana, Texas, which has been described as the Mercedes-Benz of fruitcakes. These are, like, (laughs) really special fruitcakes. Yeah, but, like, I mean, like, the Mercedes-Benz of fruitcakes... Yeah, that's what it's what someone said, and isn't I'll that, get back to that where sort of like that say, came from. Isn't that kind of like saying like the Bugatti of turds? <laughs> yeah, it depends on how I feel about fruitcake, I guess. <laughs> For the record, I like fruitcake. Okay. But I know I'm in the minority. My mom and I like it. You know, the thing is, I don't think I know enough about it to know whether I like it or not. So it's I weird. It's probably one of those shit on it. I like it, but I understand why people don't. Yeah. And also, I've only really had store-bought versions, so right. it, I haven't had, like, the best version of it either. Sure. And then the second is the Claxton Bakery in Claxton, Georgia. Okay. Both places are southern. Yeah, both of them um, So they have inexpensive access to large quantities of nuts, which makes this... You know this... what I'm talking about? <laughs> Makes it easier okay, um, for them to mass produce. And it's also where the origin of the phrase nuttiest fruitcake comes from. Oh. Which was uh, coined in 1935. That's interesting. These were sold in catalogs, and often they were used as a fundraiser for charities. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of fundraisers we had as kids where right. you have like different foods in a catalog. They do that with fruitcakes. Yeah, like um, something that's on its like base level, kind of inexpensive. Yeah. So you can sell it <laughs> at a premium and raise money for something else. Yeah. I get that. So they're mass produced, so they have no alcohol in them. Boo. Um, but traditionally, they would use brandy and be covered in powdered sugar in the United States. Okay. So in 1995... In Manitou Springs, Colorado, they founded, I just threw this in because this was so funny and interesting to me. They founded the Great Fruitcake Toss. <laughs> it's the first Saturday of every January. No shit. And the, the furthest was 1,420 feet. You want to know who accomplished that? Yeah. The Smarties at Boeing. A yeah. couple engineers of Boeing. Of course. They made a device to launch fruitcake. 
Are you allowed to? I mean, they're Boeing. Do they put wings on it? What the fuck? Like, I forget what they did exactly, I, but they made it wasn't a plane. It was like a device to launch it. 14. How many? 1,420 feet. That's so I'm many. sure there's like there's specific things you're allowed to do and not do. Yeah. They can't just like get a drone to carry it. <laughs> I wonder if there's video of this. There has to be, right? I feel like there should be. Yeah. Because it was 1995. Yeah. Someone video. That's recent enough. Yeah. Someone has video of this. So now is when we get to the real juicy stuff. Mm. This is what I originally was researching. And then I was like, eh, I need to pad it a little bit. And okay. this was all very interesting. So yeah, I was, was into it. Yeah, it was. So specifically, the the article I referred to most on this part was the Texas Monthly. It's called Just Desserts. Okay. Um, in 2016, written by Katie Vine. So Sandy Jenkins is an accountant at the Collins Street Bakery, which is the the Corsicana, Texas, or. Yeah. Some people call it the Corsicana Fruitcake Company. Okay. But the business is actually Collins Street Bakery. So he dreamed of... He's he's an interesting dude. Basically, what this article sets up is he he got up every morning. He did what he had to do. He grabbed his coffee, went back to bed, lounged with his wife a little bit until he had to face the day. He dreamed of things that he didn't have of being more important than he was, of being noticed, of fitting in. He felt boring and not on people's radar and ignored and going about his day. Yeah. He made a good living, he made a modest living, but not compared to, right, not compared to people in the nearby wealthier areas, you know? Right. Especially the owner of the company, um, who he often compared himself to and was sort of jealous of. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people do that, but it's weird so to be like. Just Arr. to add a little flavor of the kind of person that Sandy Jenkins is. Yeah. He dreamed of becoming the director of a funeral home, not because he was obsessed with death or anything like that. But because he appreciated the sharp outfits, the rich backdrop, the immaculate black cars, the eloquence, and the reverent tones. Okay, that's very interesting. That's mm-hmm. a very specific personality. Mm-hmm. So he was 10 years shy of retiring. Um, <laughs> someone, I just threw this in because someone described him as having the personality of an aged basset hound. And I thought that was so very specific and savage. <laughs> That I needed to include it, but I don't... It was, like, someone who knew him or worked with him. Yeah. So, in 2004, um, he had worked there for six years, and he made 50000 a year, basically. Mm-hmm. He had to save money to afford, like, the upgraded Lexus that he wanted to get. So, like, he was normal. Like, yeah. he, he had an okay amount. He was getting by, but... He really had to scrimp to afford the luxuries if he wanted them. Um, So as he sat at his desk one day and trying to figure out how to afford things, he was like, you know what? I can cash one check and pay them back. Like, it's not, it's going to be fine. 
So no he way. began embezzling money to no afford way. the lifestyle he wanted. He started <laughs> sending fraudulent checks. So what he would do is he would send a fraudulent check to his bank for an amount of money, like $25,000. Yeah. And then he would cancel that check. And then he would write another check for the same amount of money to someone they legitimately did business with, like for supplies or whatever. Yeah. But he would never send that check. So that would be the active check. The $25,000 would go actually go to him, and that one would be canceled so it wouldn't show in the system. So if anyone is just looking through the system casually, mm. they'll see a check for whatever amount of money, but it's going to be going towards something that is acceptable for it to be going towards. Yeah. And he is an accountant, so he's one of the only people ever going through the books that closely. Right, okay. So Jesus. it worked out that time, so he did it again and again oh and again. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> terrible. Spending up to $98,000 a month a fucking on month? a credit card, which he paid with these fraudulent checks. Oh he remodeled God. his kitchen with things like a Viking range. Do you know what Viking no. is? It is like the end all be all of kitchen appliances. Like a, is like a gas range, like a stove. I think it's gas, but they're just they're fucking great. Oh. Like I only know of it because it was like referenced in a show in which like the chef was like it's a Viking and it like their <laughs> their oven broke and she's like I can't afford that. <laughs> I can't afford to pay that. Was it Gilmore Girls? Yes. I knew it was Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I knew the minute you said um, it. <laughs> it also included cooling and warming drawers. You got to proof that bread. Got to proof that bread. Granite countertops. Uh, and then they started hosting elaborate dinner parties. Like you do. Holy $100 bottles of wine, steak and veal chops for everyone. They joined several supper clubs. They hosted champagne brunches with themes like flip-flops to stilettos. Oh, my God. And dinners featuring burgers and Bordeaux. Does no one ever stop at these things and go like, wait, okay, are you selling drugs? We'll get there. Okay. They installed a wine cellar. He purchased $600 Armani shirts. But if he were to get a compliment on his shirt, he would say, oh, thanks. I got it at Walmart. Shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. He also he got away with that. <laughs> he also bought Ferragamo's and Gucci, Ferragamo and Gucci shoes, which are like yeah. pricey. Anything Gucci is inherently pricey. I Gucci. know that. <laughs> um, he wanted all of the watches. He had a thing for watches. Oh, my God. In one trip, he bought five Rolexes. This is in December 2006. Do you want to guess how much these five watches were? He spent this in one trip. Oh, my God. Each or total? Just total for all five. $70,000. How much? $70,000. A little less than that. Okay, I don't know. $52,765.75, <laughs> which was approximately his annual salary. That's fucking bananas. That's so crazy. He and his wife had a personal shopper at Neiman Marcus. Uh, eventually, they, they kind of stopped going as much because she ran out of things to sell them. No. <laughs> they bought a second home yeah. in Santa Fe for $658,000. 
It's a four-bedroom adobe house. They flew their friends there to hang out with them on a chartered jet. Uh, They also went to Aspen, Napa, and Martha's Vineyard. In the year after writing the first check, Sandy took 43 private flights for approximately $500,000. In the following years, he did more of the same. How did... Okay. I just don't know how people don't notice this. Like, that's crazy. We'll get there. So, actually, once again, really good segue, because that's where (laughs) I'm at now. Okay. And I wrote, suspicious? Yeah, super (laughs) suspicious. Like, like how do people around him not just be like, what happened? And then I wrote, yes, but explanations abound. Okay. Um, They told people they inherited money. He told people that he was a car trader, that he would buy and then flip cars. That's not a fucking thing. (laughs) <laughs> cars depreciate so fucking fast. You don't flip cars. Yeah, right. Um, he said his cousin was loaning him cars or the use of his airplane. Okay. Um, and mostly people didn't question it because it's like, yeah, it's a little weird, but all right. Yeah, it's the nature of people is like you really gotta <laughs> you really gotta like present them with two things that and don't especially square at like all. the the people who. Would be questioning it are people who presumably are reaping the benefits of it. That's true. At burgers and Bordeaux parties, and yeah. you know, and who wants to look a uh, <laughs> like a like a gift uh, a gift horse in the mouth in this situation? Like who wants yeah. to like be questioning the the hundred dollar bottle of wine? Who wants to look a gift embezzler in the mouth? I was going to say something like a gift Adobe house. It doesn't make sense. A <laughs> gift find, Adobe house. I don't know. Um, his wife, his wife Kate, quit working. Um, no one thought they were stealing. Yeah. She knew, right? She had to know. There's no way she didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So suddenly Sandy was interesting. The owner, (laughs) Bob McNutt, was wondering why the bakery wasn't making more money. Mm. Like racking their brains, him and his like financial people, like why? Like we're doing everything. I, I just don't get it. Um, they kind of chalked it up to, like, uh, they had moved towards, like, brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's just a higher cost of brick and mortar. Um, so Sandy timed the checks also for high expense times um, when, like, okay, we have, like, a supply order due. So I'm... Gonna time the check for then because no one's gonna find it suspicious at that time. Right. Um, at one point, Sandy was almost caught, but someone brought it to him and he said he'll look into the discrepancy. And he told them it was fine and it went away okay. for them. Um, they did things like buy a $1,200 cell phone. What? <laughs> I don't even know what they were fucking buying. <laughs> I know they're expensive, but I've never seen one for that much. When was this again? The article was written in 2016. Yeah, I can't imagine any phone costing that much. I think he, I think he might might have started this around 2004. I'm not quite sure. So I'm not, I have no idea. I don't know either. Uh, another thing that depreciates wildly <laughs> is your cell phone, right? Yes. Yeah. He bought a $40,000 horsehair mattress. Horsehair? Yes. Like, what, inside the mattress? Uh, Presumably. Horses don't have that much hair. 
You gotta shave a lot of horses. You gotta shave a That's lot. Why it's forty thousand dollars? Seriously, you gotta shave. There are horses with long horses. hair. There are horses with long hair. Mm. So probably those long-haired horses. But, but you'd still have mattress. to shave a lot of them. Forty thousand dollars. And then that means there's all those sad bald horses walking around. Yes. And just I'm hearing the Sarah McLaughlin song. <laughs> yes. So These poor bald horses. It wasn't all ridiculously selfish. No. They also invested in philanthropy. And I didn't write down specific instances, but they did do a lot of philanthropy as well, which I'm like, okay, you're using the company's money <laughs> yeah. to do nice things when you're like fucking reaping all these benefits and costing them so it's much. It's really easy to be generous with other people's money. <clears throat> yes. So now we're getting towards the end. Okay. Um, the bakery hired a new accountant. Mm-hmm. I forget her last name. Her first name is Symmetric. S-E-M-E-T-R-I-C. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, so she noticed one day that there was a check that was written to Capital One, and she knew for a fact that they didn't have any dealings with Capital One. It wasn't one of the banks they used. They had no association with them. Mm-hmm. So she asked Sandy about it, and he was like, oh, must be a mistake. I'll fix it. Um, but she saw the look of panic in his eyes. Oh. Enough to make her look into it when he wasn't around. So right. she dug into the system. And noticed a pattern of voided checks. Mm-hmm. And she she knew she couldn't just go to her bosses with just a hunch. That's yeah. why she kept digging. Right. So just from this little bit of digging, she found 11 discrepancies totaling $400,000. So at that point, she told her bosses because she's like, that's enough that I have evidence and they'll act on it. Yeah. Um, and they did. They She showed it to them. And his boss, the owner, Bob McNutt, was told by one of the other, you know, higher ups, like, hey, look at this. We just found his embezzling money. Wow. Like, we found what's happening. Totally 400 grand? Those discrepancies. Those were just, that was. Just the ones that she found initially. Okay. Um, And Bob McNutt's response was. That explains a lot. Yeah, it would. <laughs> like, that explains why suddenly he's taking <laughs> private jet trips. And at yeah. one point, he had, like, mentioned one of these trips to Bob McNutt and went out of his way to explain that, like, oh, he, like, was borrowing the plane from his cousin or something. And Bob McNutt was like, why the fuck do I care? Yeah, like, why are you explaining this to me? Yeah, but it all came together. It all made sense. Yeah. So... Sandy did this on 900 occasions, <laughs> totaling $114,342.04 in cash uh-huh. and $16,649,786.91 in checks. Shut the hell up. So this goes down. They find him out. He goes home, he packs up his valuables, and they go to his daughter's house in Austin to store them. They then go to their place in Santa Fe. Yeah. And July 24th, 2013, 
the FBI comes and basically raids their house. Um, they He had went and hid some of his valuables, like buried them at Lady Bird Lake. Okay. And um, eventually they found, the FBI found those too. So that's that's basically the story. $16 and, million. Dollars. And that's how you make millions on fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the crazier thing to me. Now that I have all that, is in that front the of me, company had enough money that they didn't miss sixteen million dollars yes, for that years? Is that a fruitcake company was like, huh? Dude, they make are bank. a little off. They make bank. They were wondering why they weren't profiting as much as they should, but they eventually it would have brought them down. How much fruitcake must they sell? Enough that they didn't miss sixteen million dollars, but this was over the course of years. Sure. Um, but still, I was like looking at the list of like the things they bought and how much they spent. I'm like, that adds up really fucking quick. Yeah, right. Because I saw the first number. I saw the $114,342. And I was like, there's no way. He yeah. bought a $40,000 or Sarah mattress. Like, right. Like, there's that's almost be more half of this. that. And then I read the second part and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that adds up. So this guy's definitely in jail, right? Yes. And will probably never get out, right? Probably not. And his wife also, I think she got mm. lesser charges. Yeah, Basically, she, she's a co-conspirator, though, without a doubt. Yeah, the, I, I think her line was something along the lines of like, well, I didn't know. I just didn't really question it. And it's like, well, I bet you knew. Yeah, I feel like any prosecutor worth their worth their salt would be like, there is absolutely no way yeah. that you thought all those things you told people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's their story. Over sixteen million dollars mm-hmm. in that the is the story of Sandy and Kay Jenkins. God, it's really incredible. Like, so Sandy must have been. The like the accountant was one of the main accountants, and it it strikes me as a fairly small company, even Mm. though it does good business. It seems like it's almost family run, like it was passed down to Bob, and then the the business side of it that's not Mm. the manufacturing side seems pretty tight. It's you know, what's really hard to think about is how greedy you gotta be if if you manage to pull money out of thin air. Mm-hmm. And then you take $16 million worth. Like, how greedy do you have to be? He might never have been caught. If, if he, it weren't for Symmetric. Yeah, if it weren't for Symmetric and if it weren't for what is essentially like a huge volume, right? Because yeah. it gave them enough to if tug on. If he had on, just done it the one time. Yeah. Probably would never have been caught. Just been happy Those enough Those charges would have been so buried over the course of years. Yeah. And like, no one would have caught it. Like, there's a thing, there is something to getting out while you're ahead. Oh, I didn't mention, so what he did first yeah. was he drained their, like, petty funds account. Like, okay. they, they had, like, an account, just a, their slush fund, basically. Yeah. He drained He it? drained that, and then he was that like... That should have thrown red flags, right? They didn't really go into details about exactly how he went about that. Yeah. But basically, he did that, and he was like, oh... Well, no one's looking. Now I need more. Right. And no one noticed. No one noticed that I drained so the entire So It strikes me fund. as a combination of things. It's like a real sense of entitlement. Yeah. And jealousy of uh-huh. like, well, they have all this and I don't and I shouldn't. I do so much work around here. Yeah. They owe me. Oof. And then it's like almost that 
gambling addiction of it. Yes, because it like, must have been thrilling. Well, I did it once and it worked. I'm on a fucking roll. Let's keep going. Can you can you imagine the thrill of laying <sighs> down in your bed at the end of one night? And I would just have going, a heart attack. I do I just, not like that I kind just, of thrill. I just pulled $300,000 out of a company and just laying there feeling your heart pound. <sighs> God, I get it. The thing about these <laughs> kinds of crimes is that there's all kinds of ways to justify it to yourself. Yeah. And that's why it's so easy for people to do. Sure. And also, money sitting in an account is abstract. It's not real. Right. It and so it, it's it just doesn't in an Excel feel, sheet. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel as bad or as serious right. as stealing money out of someone's wallet. I work for a company that sells tens of thousands, hundreds of what not tens of thousands, tens of millions a year mm-hmm. regularly. Um, it doesn't feel like that exists at all to me as an outside guy. Yeah, that's just numbers that they throw out there to us, you know. But if you if you had even a tiny fraction of that, how much that would change your life? Mm-hmm. It's yep. crazy, <clears throat> insane. But that's the story I was originally alerted to, and then I wanted to talk about it. I love that you gave me everything about fruitcake first. (laughs) And then that. (laughs) Sandy Jenkins. You know what? I remember seeing the name. I remember seeing that name in one of the many unclosed browser tabs you left up uh, uh, on my uh, computer the one day. Yes. I was Um, originally going to write it on the computer. Yeah. Because I misplaced my notebook, but then I found it. I love that story. Yeah, it was a good one. It was really fun to research, too. Yeah. And it it's nice doing a lighthearted topic, as horrible as that is, right. that he embezzled. Yeah, it's bad, but, like, but no nobody one died. died. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one, one was in a cult. No one was uh, branded on their body with a hot iron. Nobody yes. got abducted. Nobody, uh, nobody was swindled uh, yeah. personally. <laughs> It was great. Yeah. It was, it's, it's much better than what we do sometimes. Yeah, right. Oh, I liked it. I'm glad you liked it. I did. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for there's doing twists that Twists and turns. There's fruit. There's nuts. There's <laughs> sugar. There's millions being embezzled. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Uh, the Billy Eichner comes out. <laughs> what are you talking about? Billy Eichner's like, I don't even like fruitcake. It's disgusting. <laughs> I hate you for talking about it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, uh, Billy Agner. I love that story. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Why don't we take this opportunity to call it? All right. Thank you very much. What for are we going to call it, though? An episode. Oh. Yeah. Which All is right. what that was. That was another episode of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, keep sending us your suggestions. Uh, we do love it. them. Uh, we, we do. We uh, we enjoy them, and we uh, we have used quite a many of them. So keep sending <laughs> yes, them to us. Quite a many. And we will see you next week with another episode of Goose Chase. Thank, All right. Thank you so much. Fifi. <laughs> <laughs> No, not that. Uh, We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod, and our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. 
If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 